You may uh, be aware that the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery this past year opened up a new, whole new section of the journal called the Arts and the Humanities. I mean, what some might say, finally, others yeah. might say, why did it take you know thirty yeah. years to do this? Because arts and science have been so integrally associated, and you know, I think in surgery we particularly get trained to you know we're science, science, science. You do academics based in science, but I was given the privilege of being asked by Mark Swinkowski and and the editors there to say, you know, would you be willing to do the opening contribution? I said, absolutely. Yeah. And I entitled it A Look in the Mirror. That's it. Yeah. And have you ever had that moment where you're just, you know, you're, you're glancing bites of morning, you're brushing your teeth, whatever you're doing, and you just stare at yourself for a second and you look and you think, I am not yeah. that 20-something or yeah. that 15-year-old. But you yeah. see your 15-year-old in your eyes. You yeah. see it. Yeah. And then you see like, boom, snap, yeah. right? Snap. Yeah. Everything has passed by. Yeah. Have you had that moment? And what's it like? Like help people understand yeah. what that's like. We've all been through it, but we, I think yeah. we experience it slightly differently. I think I'd come back to that uh, through my ABC travels mall. Yeah. So one day during ABC travel, you know, I, I happened to be this group of uh, people that were incredibly fitness conscious. So okay. if ever there was a time in my life I walked out every day, it was 2015 ABC travels doesn't matter how big a night it was. They would wake me. They'd make me go for a run. Right. And just for folks, again, the ABC Fellowship is this prestigious fellowship where you get to travel, meet top, you know, high flyer uh, orthopedic. I wouldn't say it's up and comers. I think there's, you know, by then you're already, yeah, you're mid-career orthopedic surgeons, but it's looking to connect people around the world. It's American, British, Canadian traveling fellowship for, again, listeners. This has been a tradition since 1948. Right. Uh, every year there are seven traveling fellows either going across the pond that way or coming yeah. back this way. Yeah. And I woke up exactly as you say. You know, I've always, now I always tell everyone, look, all I do, whatever I do, yeah. is because I'm incredibly selfish. I'm selfish <laughs> because I want to look at myself in the mirror, feel good about who I am, yeah. which is what I call as internal reward. But let me tell you, till that point in time, I think I was driven largely by external reward. Yep. By what my professors told me, what my parents told me, what I thought my kids would like, what I thought my wife would like me to yes, do, yes. what I thought my cousins, my uncles, and you know, whoever. But it's during that one fine day I woke up, as you said, I'm in front of the mirror, I'm thinking about who am I, what am I doing? It so happens that I was 45 at the time. Mm-hmm. The aha moment to me was, I need to care more about what I want, what resonates with me, what do I like? And around the same time, I was reading this concept that my wife sent me about Ikigai, the Japanese concept of reason for being. Right. Where the intersection of what you're good at, what you get paid for, what you love, and what the world needs intersect. And when that happened, when I thought, look, I was doing things very differently. I mean, I, you know, in the sense, the traditional publications to, to whatever. And my research, everything that I was doing was relevant to less than 10% of the world. And I've never looked back. As you rightly say, once we realize your biggest critique, your biggest competition, in my world, there's no competition, collaboration, is that person that you're looking at in front of yourself in the mirror. That's also the person that you should actually make that person really happy. So if you're happy, the people around you are happy. Look, that's it for me. So I want to ask you the same two questions you asked me. Because but, before, but before you say that, okay. Okay, before you do it, I'd like to jump yeah. on this one. The point, you know, you start off by saying, I think it's selfish sometimes, or you feel selfish, but isn't it the other way around? Like, I guess yeah. maybe I look at it now yeah. in my 50s, Yeah. that isn't it a kindness to be care- caring about who you are, refueling yourself? Because you on empty batteries yeah. 
goes out in the world, you deal with your partner, you deal with your children on an empty battery, and you aren't the best of you can be. I think it's actually kind to make sure you take care of yourself in a way that gives you a sense of wonder and awe about how amazing it is to be living on earth. Yeah metaphorical as it may yeah. be, you know, to all the other things you can be thinking about. But the truth is, if you're feeling awesome, you spread it. Yeah. If you're feeling not so awesome, you spread it. Absolutely. So how is it, like, I've never understood that concept of, you know, feeling selfish yeah. for doing something for me. But that is an absolute narrative yeah. in our, you know, community of uh, orthopedic surgeons, let's say, but also, you know, practitioners and researchers and, you know, the whole community that is orthopedics. Yeah of thinking that you're, you know, it's being selfless yeah. that is the pathway. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case. No, no, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this is what I tell people. When I say I'm selfish, I want them to think what drives you needs to be what's meaningful for you. Yeah. If it's what's meaningful for you, if that means it's selfish or if it's being kind to yourself or generous to yourself, that's what it is. So as a chair now, I'm thinking, you know, you and me, we're very quantitative people. We're not qualitative. Data. But guess what, though? What the world needs is qualitativeness. Yeah. Kindness has no measure. Generosity has no measure. But if you ask me if there's an award that I could give an institute in my department, we're actually working on it, it's going to be an award for generosity and kindness. That's brilliant. And if you think about that, first, apply that to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be generous with yourself. And apply that to everybody around we will build stronger, better departments, stronger, better world, will be a stronger, better role models for our own children. Because end of the day, it's about it's about your kids. Your kids watch you and you know there's enough research now. It doesn't matter which university you send your children to, Harvard, Stanford versus where I trained in India. Mm-hmm. I think I am who I am by the life experiences, largely being exposed to me by my parents and those around me, the community yeah. around me, right? And I think that's what we're due as leaders to those around. First of all, they watch you and they go, I don't want to be like that if we are one of those. And rather, if we're kind and generous to ourselves, that's what's going to spread around 